Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Tuesday, December 13th. It is six minutes after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's Rob Kendall and Casey Daniels. And thank you so much for listening. And uh, we start off with an Elon Musk update, or rather, is it a Corrie Jean-Pierre update? She said that his five letter tweet was dangerous. He was attacking Anthony Fauci, where he said that his pronouns were prosecute slash Fauci. It is fascinating to see how well the left organizes in onslaught. I think that's the phrase I would use, organizes in onslaught. Like they mobilize, and I I don't know if it's just instinctive, because oftentimes the left are pretty vile people, but they are able to organize in onslaught in an almost instinctive fashion and they're doing it again on Elon Musk and they're they they are not for free speech right the left is not for free speech they are for them controlling mm-hmm. the narrative mm-hmm. and in the sense of twitter they have lost control of the narrative not because they aren't still allowed to speak or be heard the left is still allowed to do everything it was allowed to do a month ago two months ago a year ago they are still allowed to say do think whatever Mm -hmm. they're mad because the right is now allowed to play on an even playing field and this is what we have talked about in this time slot for years and years and years liberalism depends on the lifeblood of liberalism is choking off dissent because when liberalism has to be explained it quickly falls on its face because it's wholly ridiculous well this is what we were talking about earlier with ronna mcdaniel and the rnc chairwoman how the republicans have got to get their message together to be able to compete against the liberals because you just said it they have their narrative down And it's like when one of them says it, boom, they all just repeat it over and over again. And in this case, they need someone to attack because... Elon Musk, since he took over Twitter, he's releasing all of these Twitter files. uh, 5.0 dropped last night. So they've got to go after him. And they do it very unified. Yeah, that's a great point. I had a... uh a lunch yesterday with a a prominent member of the Indianapolis media who will not be named because this person is non-political and I would not uh, want to subject this person to the scorn and shame that would be um, accompanied with knowing they hang out with me of their own volition in their free time. (laughs) But everybody would know who this person is. And and we were actually meeting, uh, talking with somebody who is pondering running for public office that is one of this person's friends. And they... uh, asked me, hey, would you be willing to offer this person some advice on Mm -hmm. this is a, they've never run for public office before. It is a somewhat high profile office. You know, what should this person be expecting when they get in? You know, what are the keys to winning, whatever? And what I told this person, it's interesting we're having this conversation now because it's largely what I told this person yesterday. I said the number one thing, the number one mistake that new people to public office make is they try to answer every single question on all their literature and everything and it turns into like 0.8 font and nobody can read it and it just gets lost in the shuffle. Mm -hmm. I said, right or wrong, politics is a 30 second game. And what I mean by 30 second game is 
from the time someone gets your message on the door hanger to when they throw it in the trash, you got 15 to 30 seconds for them to look at that. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're going to think of when they think of you. And so you have to pick three or four things. And this is true whether you're running for a local mayor's office or you're running for the governor or you're running for the president or the Congress or the Senate or whatever. Effective candidates pick three or four effective things and they never get off those things. And in the sense, the left does that far better Mm -hmm. than the right does. They hammer home the narratives, no matter how ridiculous, and they say, we will ride these things Mm -hmm. until the horse doesn't run anymore. And largely because they are obsessively dedicated to those messages, no matter how ridiculous they are. Like, I mean, their messaging around abortion is completely ridiculous, but they stay on it. They don't get off of it. They have complicit, you know, partners in the media who push it. And it was clearly, you know, effective. So it is interesting how much better the left is at that than the Republicans are. Well, you know what? How about inflation and the term transitory? That's a great example of it. We heard from Biden and then Kamala and then Janet Yellen, and it just went up and down. Oh, it's transitory. Is that the word we're going to use? And then they just parroted it. But it was clear and it was consistent. Remember, this is free advice to any person running for public office. You will win or lose your election, especially if it's a somewhat local election, largely based on whatever topics you choose to talk about, whatever the three or four things are. And if you choose three or four good things and you don't get off of them, Mm -hmm. you will have a pretty decent shot of winning that election. Now, let's play Corinne Jean-Pierre. She is very angry at uh, Elon Musk for being dangerous for tweeting about Fauci. So look, we've been very clear about this. Uh, these attacks, these personal attacks uh, that we have been seeing are dangerous uh, uh, on Dr. Fauci and other public health professionals as well. Uh, are, they are disgusting and they are divorced from uh, from reality. And uh, we will continue to call that out and be very clear uh, about that. Again, these are incredibly dangerous, these personal attacks that we are seeing. Uh, Dr. Fauci has served under seven Republican and Democratic presidents. We cannot forget that. Uh, he has given he has given uh, his almost entire career to civil, to civil service uh, public ser- as a public servant. Uh, his work on infectious disease from HIV AIDS to COVID has saved countless lives. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that he has, uh, you know, we, we are fortunate, I should say, that he has devoted his career uh, and his life uh, and his exceptional talent to the America's uh, public health, to America's public health. And that's what should be uh, discussed right now. That's what we should be thankful uh, to him about. And again, these are incredibly dangerous and should be called out. I'll leave it there. So, so think, think about that. What is the narrative around Fauci from the left? He's a man of science. Mm-hmm. He's given his life to science and to the American people. Yeah, but he's failed misery. Nope. He's a man of science. He trusts the science. He's given his life to the American people. No matter what question you ask them around Fauci, it is, he is a man of science. He's given his life to science. He's given his life to the American it's people. the same thing over and over, even though he advocated for school closures, vaccine mandates, and masking, and he asked people to spend time alone on the holidays. Do you remember that last Christmas? It doesn't matter how wrong he was. 
It doesn't matter how wrong they were. It doesn't matter what what happened in the past. It does it does not matter. And that is the importance of messaging. And also huge benefit. They have, mm-hmm. as we said, willing partners in the mainstream national media who will totally cover for them and push that narrative. But do they do not get off the narrative? Yeah. Well, and now the marching art orders are that Elon Musk is dangerous yes. because he's expressing his opinion that you're not allowed to do that anymore if it goes against what they want. Okay, now we mentioned Janet Yellen, so let's talk about her really quick. She is now predicting a major inflation cool down. She was on CBS's 60 Minutes, and during this interview, she's she's very, very positive about what's coming in the future. Let's take a listen. I think we'll see a substantial reduction in inflation in the year ahead. It's going to take a year. Well, I believe by the end of next year, you will see much lower inflation if there's not a an unanticipated shock. Okay, I'm going to pull a total Chris Farley right yes, now. Yes, go ahead, please. Do you, do you remember the skit where Chris Farley was meeting with Paul McCartney and he mm-hmm. kept saying, you remember that? Remember that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay, do, do you remember when, when Yellen downplayed concerns about inflation mm-hmm. in March of 21 mm-hmm. and she said it was just a small risk of inflation? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do, do you remember that? Yeah, it was transitory. Yeah, do, do you remember when she said, yeah, Biden, go ahead and do your $1.9 trillion COVID stimulus package? Yes. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Okay, yeah. uh, do you remember when gas prices surged to record high? Yeah, I remember that. Okay. Do you remember when in June of this year she came out and she admitted that she was wrong about inflation? Oh, no, I don't remember that, but she did that. Yeah, yeah, she did that. Really? Yeah, she did that. That did not get quite the coverage. She did that. that. I would have thought the uh, media would have been all over that. That's. uh... Do do you remember in July of this year when she said inflation was unacceptably high and and told the Fed? Yeah. You remember that? It's the Fed's fault. Yeah. Not the federal government, but the Federal Reserve's fault. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So So why would we believe her now. Well, and this is what's fascinating, <laughs> right? So the stock market is up today on news that inflation increased 7.1% from a year ago. Mm-hmm. Think about where we're at in American society. We have been so poorly governed that when inflation is 7.1%, because there is a great chance for the average person, your wages did not increase anywhere near 7.1%, that people do a big old happy dance and it skyrockets the stock market. Okay, great for Wall Street. Doesn't do anything for you, though, because unless your wage increased 7.1%, mm-hmm. you're still losing ground on buying stuff. And that's with gas prices subsiding because of the economy cratering. And you know what? The see somebody somebody was uh, commenting yesterday in the YouTube chat room that I, can you imagine Casey looking up inflation every single day? Yes. <laughs> Yes, it's what we talk about. It is still the top thing going on in the country. Your grocery, the price of your groceries hasn't gone down. So go ahead and celebrate the lower gas prices. We'll take what we can get. I mean, we have to. Yeah. It's all we're left with. All right, Casey. I, when we come back, need just a couple minutes. It's uh, half your show, so you can veto this if you want. But, uh, you know, I I really feel like this would be very important. I need a couple of minutes. Uh, There's a big event coming up on Thursday, the uh, chuckleheads that have destroyed my little town are uh, like little piggies at a trough with their snouts in the trough <laughs> trying to suck a bunch of money for themselves at the expense of the taxpayers. And I'm going to need some some audience participation uh, to try to help save a little community on the west side of Indianapolis. All right. We're going to head to Brownsburg coming up from 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 
you're just tuning in, last hour, someone in a index card sent a letter to Kevin, like a post office mailed letter to Kevin, our fabulous producer. Bumper music Requesting this. Yeah. Carol King, it might... It, it might as well rain in September. So Until there you September. go. Yeah, I it, hope that person was listening. I hope they found happiness. <laughs> I actually added that to, uh, I have a playlist that has a bunch of music from the 60s. Oh, and that's, I added it. So. People don't realize the sort of effort that Kevin puts into this program. And here is a, a <laughs> re, just real quick, I'm just going to, I'm just going to give you Three songs, Casey. Hot take. Kevin, you can play along with this if oh you want. Boy. Two. You got a name. The Carol King greatest hit. You got a friend. It's too late. I feel the earth move. Uh I, the biggest hit? Yeah, what what is, is the best? What is the best Carol King song? You got a friend, it's too late. I feel the earth move. You've got uh, a friend. You've got a friend. Is it? Yeah. You you're talking the most popular? No, I'm just saying, like, what is the best, right? I like I feel the earth move. Yeah. It's got some tempo. I mean, and I think we can all agree mm-hmm. that Tapestry, mm-hmm. which is where all those songs are off of, yeah. hot take here, strong consideration for the Mount Rushmore of greatest albums of all time. Yep, I would agree with that. That is an outlier. A lot of people, a lot of people would, would say that. If you want to, if you ever get in a conversation about Mount Rushmore of greatest albums of all time, and you want to seem like a sophisticated musical connoisseur, yeah. you throw tapestry out there and dare someone to vote against a woman. I think that would go on the Mount Rushmore of songwriters. But ta- but uh, tapestry is her. It's mm-hmm. not just songwriters. That's that's her. Yeah. No. I, no. I know. But I'm saying that. I, I think she could have two categories then. Was she the one who was sleeping with James Taylor? Yes. That's right. Yeah, she probably just Hence, stole. you've got a friend. She probably just, oh, that's right. That's about him, isn't it? It's probably, she probably just stole most of his stuff and claimed it for her own classic woman move. Singer, songwriters. It's 22 minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You wanted the floor well, to yeah, talk about yeah, Brownsburg. Yeah, 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 What's going yeah. well, on? You got some towny chat Well, stuff? here's the thing. By the way, can I just say, I am on several towny chatter boards on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And some lady. It's a wild Friday night oh, at the Kendall House. Some lady went on a rage th- about how slow the drive-throughs were in the Greater Avon area. Mm-hmm. And my goodness, you have never lived until you have seen some entitled elitist soccer mom of some sort <laughs> go on a rage because the Kane's Chicken drive-through mm-hmm. took took 10 minutes or whatever it was. Well, I think if you're going anywhere on Rockville Road there in Avon, you just got to know it's going to take a minute. It's been under construction forever. And here's my other, this the total disconnect from people like, okay, so the government shut society down. Mm -hmm. The federal government, thanks to people like Todd Young, bribed our governor and Suzanne, silent Suzanne, to shut the government down, shut society down. Mm Mm-hmm. And Silent Suzanne and Lockdown McGee went along with Duke of Spendingberg's bribe money to pay people not to work. And then in many cases, people were making as much or more not to work than they were working. So as a result, people weren't working to not only work things like drive-thrus, but the supplies that would go to the Mm drive-thru. And so... 
people still seem amazed and unable to recognize how silent Suzanne and lockdown McGee and Duke of Spendingburg's bribery of people not to work are affecting has affected society. Yeah. Like, are you not? Their wait time. And somebody goes, well, it's rich kids whose parents pay them. Dude, there's always been rich kids with bad parents. I don't recall society, you know, not working. I just... I the townie chatterboards, while I get are a cesspool of awfulness, they are also, if you can monitor them and absorb them in the right way, mm-hmm. one of the all-time great free entertainment venues ever. Do you ever see anything positive on the townie chatterboard? It's always complaints. Uh, well, yeah, occasionally there's you know uh, the marching band got you okay. know whatever. Um, yeah. But did you know I was once kicked off the townie chatterboard? True story. <laughs> That doesn't surprise me. I was me. I was banned. This is a true story. I was banned from the Brownsburg Chatter Townie Board for when COVID first happened, and mm-hmm. uh, McGee said that he was gonna uh, with silent Suzanne's consent because mm-hmm. of course Suzanne Crouch said nothing as we're gonna throw Hol- you in Hol- jail. Holcomb shut shut the state down. Other than liquor stores, and I'm sure it's just a coincidence that Holcomb shut uh, you know restaurants etc. down, but liquor stores were allowed to stay open. And his good close personal buddy. Kyle Hupfer, who is also the state party chair's part owner in like 30 liquor stores. It's probably probably just a coincidence. Anyway, Mm -hmm. when the restaurants were shut down while the liquor stores got to stay open, I had the audacity to say, any restaurant that stays open during COVID, please post this here, and I would like to know I will come in and eat at your restaurant. So I was banned from a townie chatterboard for offering to eat at a local restaurant. Really? Yeah. Were you inciting violence? Well, I don't know what I was doing. Is that hate speech? Apparently, offering to support local merchants Mm -hmm. uh, is a highly egregious offense. Did anybody post any that were open? Uh, I don't know. I was booted. Oh, you were okay. It was like like the Twitter people were monitoring it or something. I was was out. Hmm. Uh, Oh, real quick. Sorry, you know how we get distracted What when we start talking about Holcomb shutting down society and Suzanne Crouch, who, I mean, to her credit, you know, a week before she decided to run for governor, became a freedom fighter and is on the side of liberty and freedom, you mm-hmm. know, not doing anything to help when the state was shut. I get really distracted on that. Anyway, the little- She's she's very proud of the work that they've done well, to create she is. jobs. Suzanne's very proud mm-hmm. of, of all the work Holcomb's done, the mask mandates, trying to put you in jail, right. not wearing a mask, uh, meeting with Malik Muhammad, mm-hmm. calling him noble, uh, you know, the shutting down of the state, the million people out of work, the taxes. She's very proud of that. Casey, I'm trying to stay on point here. I okay. really need to I'm please sorry. stop talking about silent Suzanne and her complicit behavior in the Holcomb administration. <laughs> it's, it's me. Yes. It's, uh, it's all me. And point is, Thursday <laughs> night, the little piggies that run the town of Brownsburg, these little uh, little piggies at the trough, uh, are going to vote on the third reading of whether to give themselves a $5,000 raise, which is a 40% uh, pay increase. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently the three members of the town council are, are just so exhausted exhausted by approving every warehouse and single family home that came in front of them that they felt they they're deserving of a $5,000 raise. Now, we have had some success. Oh, we have flipped one person's vote, so we need to just get one more little piggy that runs the town of Brownsburg, uh, whether it be Ben Lacey or Travis Tashane or clueless Chris Worley, to leave the trough. And if you are inclined to want to help good government and help me, uh, if you would feel compelled to get involved, you could send an email to mm-hmm. these little piggies. You can even address it to the three little pig, the three little piggies, <laughs> Ben, Travis, and Chris, uh, and and say, please remove yourself from the trough. A uh, town council at Brown. Brownsburg.org, towncouncil at brownsburg.org. I promise you, if you just address in the email header the three to the three little piggies and you put <laughs> remove yourself from the trough, 
they will know what you're talking about. We'll get back to them. So if anybody would like to do that, towncouncil at brownsburg.org. That's a .org. That's not a, that's not a .com. It's a .org. Just attention attention to the three little piggies, and then just put, remove yourself from the trough. I promise you they'll know exactly what you're talking about. How desperately do the three little piggies wish that you would move out of Brownsburg? Oh, here, and here's what I'm, I'm going to send them one final letter, and here and here's the last line of defense that I'm going to have to these people, and, and I know we got got to get to a break here. Here's what I'm going to tell them, Casey. I could fill this town hall with people on Thursday. We've done it before and for various topics, but I think a bigger deterrent to them giving themselves this ridiculous raise is not angry people coming and shouting at them, but rather, if you approve this, I'm going to get back involved in this town. Mm. And the last thing you want <laughs> is me getting involved in this town again. And I'm going to start going to every board and commission meeting. I'm going to start bombarding the town attorney with public records requests. I'm going to start bombarding the town manager with public records requests. And I'm going to make sure that every person's life that I make incredibly difficult, if not impossible, I'm going to let them know that they can they can thank the three little piggies, mm-hmm. Travis and Ben and Chris, for this incredible amount of work that they have to do. What do you think about that? Seems like a better option, right? I think you're going to keep them busy, but here's the thing. Just don't let the show suffer, okay? (laughs) Kendall and Casey first. Oh, we'll we'll get our $25,000 worth of show content out of this. No, trust (laughs) me. No no problem. No, absolutely. All right. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning. talking about the movie The Big Chill. Oh, yeah. Leave- and how it has such a great soundtrack. Levon Helm, the band. Mm-hmm. Hot take. Levon Helm and the band did the original version of The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down, which was a huge hit for Joan Baez. Mm-hmm. You said you had a big announcement. Oh, yeah, that's right. I totally forgot. Let's get to that. You were all excited. How could you forget? Oh, it's like, it's well, like 30 you, seconds ago. You, oh, no. You know, <laughs> it had to be longer than that, wasn't it? It's 1134 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So get to it. Spill well, it. you what know, you things move in and out of my existence, and there's so many noteworthy things, and mm-hmm. I just can't keep track of all of them. And Kevin was playing Levon Helm, one mm-hmm. of the great drummer slash vocalists. There are not many drummer great drummer vocalist right phil collins mm-hmm. am i missing like who else would kevin come mcnamara kevin mcnamara yeah, mm-hmm. who, who else would it be is it phil collins levon helm i think the drummer from ramones sang a couple songs oh here we go again with the ramones <laughs> <laughs> anyway i just got distracted because i really like the band i think the band was a phenomenally underrated mm-hmm. uh group once toured with bob dylan mm-hmm. etc uh point is big moment moments ago uh, as you know, Casey, as a young boy, I had uh, oh, many. Yay! I had many a dream, and first and foremost mm-hmm. uh, was that you know, as a as a as an adult, that I would live long enough to see myself acquire. In fact, I remember being eight years old and my dad asking me one day, "Son, what do you want to be when you grow up?" And mm-hmm. I said, "I well, I just hope I live long enough." to see myself acquire 11,000 Twitter followers. Congratulations. And I'm pleased to announce that as of this moment, I have done that. Mm -hmm. And while it may be a... the equivalent of acquiring a modest-sized single-family home, Mm -hmm. it is my modest-sized single-family home. And, well, while it is my account, we have done this together as a collective. And so I want to thank all of the people who have made at Rob M. Kendall... A destination on Twitter, <laughs> and 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 now what are you going to do with all of that? Well, I'm going to use my fame and fortune for something good, Casey, mm-hmm. and I don't really know what it is yet. Hopefully, alter the outcome of an election. 
you know, okay. or something of that nature. I, uh, <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, I just want to. I want to bask in this moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to enjoy it with our friends and our followers. And um, it's a big I'm deal. Just, I'm just really. It's a big deal. You've waited a long time. You I, worked really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So thank you to everyone who's yeah. participated in this. And it, Congratulations. And look, it's I, I, and truly I amazing. I don't know if you know, Casey, but when I was 10 years old, mm-hmm. uh, my mother sat me down and said, what is really would be the pinnacle for you? I thought, in you life. Were, I thought you were eight. Well, I was eight. That was, a life, your dad. that was a life goal. But now we're talking like what would my parents were always pushing me to be greater right. than I was. And yeah. I remember as mm-hmm. a 10 year old saying, you know, I really feel like the pinnacle would be if I could acquire 12,000 Twitter oh. followers. There we go. <laughs> there we go. All right. Good luck with that high purpose. So well befitting man. Can I, by the way, just real quick, and I know my we got a lot. Goes with I, know, you. I know we got a lot of things to get to, but can I just say mm-hmm. one of the things I thoroughly enjoy throughout the course of our show mm-hmm. is checking in on the people who comment in our YouTube chat. Is that your favorite part? Well, no, it's not my favorite part, but it, my favorite part is getting to spend time with you and Kevin. Yeah. Uh, but I will say some of the utter psychosis that comes from some people in that chat mm-hmm. carries me throughout the rest of the day and I feel much better about myself and my own existence mm-hmm. much like the townie chatterboards when I read our YouTube chat there are certain people and the things they say and the things they come up with and the conspiracy theories and I throughout the rest of the day no matter what happens I look at myself and I go I'm not username so and so So thank you to all you people in the YouTube chat as well. Let's talk about what's going on in that Pennsylvania school board meeting. (laughs) Speed of crazy people. Mm -hmm. So a school treasurer in Pennsylvania refused to vote for the, quote, only cis white male on the board to become their next president, despite admitting she believed he would do an excellent job. Yes, this is a so this is look, we have talked a lot about and we're going to play you this audio because it's utterly ridiculous. But if you don't think these types of people are not only existing, but are thriving in your local school boards, Mm -hmm. I absolutely promise you that if you are in a Donut County suburban school board, there is a decent chance that there is at least one person on your school board who, even if they are smart enough not to say it out loud, totally views the the world the way this woman views it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to admit something here. Yes. I had to look up what cis means. Yeah. Because... Read it to us. I'm I'm pure and... um, sensible and have these sensibilities that I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. So I had to look it up. Well, why would you know what it means? And it's short for cisgender. Oh, which means you're, is that, is that straight? Which refers to when a person's gender identity corresponds to their sex as assigned at birth. So like every person, right? Like you're like, or 99.999% of people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're born a certain thing for Uh a reason. Mm -hmm. That's what you are. So why do we need a non-word? It's like a word. It's a non-word. Well, you need a non-word because that's how, again, we talked about, remember we talked about when liberalism has to be explained, it dies a miserable death on its face almost immediately. Well, word salad is a big part of liberalism not having to be fully explained and allowing it not to die on its face a miserable and almost immediate death. And that is why the left gets so invested in so many words 
and words not having meaning and being able to make words whatever you want whenever you want them to be. Mm -hmm. Did I explain that properly? Yeah, I got it. Listen to this lady who admits, yeah, this guy is super qualified, but he is, what'd she call him? What was it, a cis? A cis white male. Yeah, basically, you're a dude and you were born a dude and you admit you're a dude, so we can't have any of you even though you're qualified. I believe that Mr. DeLeo would make an excellent president. However, I feel that electing the only cis white male on this board president of this district sends the wrong message to our community, a message that is contrary to what we as a board have been trying to accomplish. I think that it's important that we practice what we preach and that our words have strength when they are spoken, whether we speak them from the neighborhood sidewalks or from behind these tables. So she has no interest in the most qualified person. Right. She has no interest in the person who will do a great job for the children. Mm -hmm. She is admitting, and again, I'm telling you, look, if you live in now... Uh, Southeastern got it together. But if you live in Carmel or Zionsville or Brownsburg or Avon, or there's a good chance your favorite suburban community school board, there is at least one person who, even if they won't say it out loud, and people are being emboldened every day to say it out loud, who agree with this woman that the school is there to be an indoctrination factory and the goal of the school board is to create a climate in which the kids can be indoctrinated and take away parenting and educating from the parents. Yeah, she admitted right there. She said, I'm not going to vote for this guy based on his fitness to be elected school board president, but rather she's going to vote based on skin color, sexual orientation, or gender. It, it, you just heard it, 100% identity politics. 1142 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Oh, yeah, he's playing the good version. Who was it that covered this? Joan Jett. Yeah, Joan Jett. Jett. That's right. She's going to let it go. You always have your Bruce Springsteen songs. Okay. Uh, okay, so let's talk about Jennifer McCormick. Did you hear the joy in her voice? I'm just going to let it go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana's former superintendent of public instruction, Jennifer McCormick. She's uh, hinted at a run for governor in 24. We started off the show talking yes. about uh, people running for governor. Yeah. How about we wrap it up the same way? So she's going to join a small field of potential Democratic contenders, none of whom, by the way, have filed their paperwork or made any formal announcements. Yeah, so let me make sure I've got this straight because it's getting hard to keep track of all these people. And, you know, I try to put people into little, you know, categories or, you know, give them little names so I remember in my mm -hmm. own head who's running and who's not. Mm -hmm. So on the Republican side, you've got silent Suzanne Crouch, mm -hmm. who was completely silent while Holcomb 
enacted all the tax increases and and shut the state down and tried to put you in jail for not wearing a mask and had the VIP meet and greet with Malik Muhammad and uh, clearly silent during all that. But the good news is, in the past week, Suze, Silent Suzanne has found the strength of 10 conservatives plus two. Well, she said and, she's got a clear vision for yes. Indiana's future. But it's very weird because then in the same article, didn't she say she's very proud of all the things that the Holcomb administration did. So Silent Suzanne's going to have to break her silence and clarify that. So mm-hmm. it's because, the, but anyway, so you got Silent Suzanne, you've got billionaire Braun, mm-hmm. you've got Eric Doden who thinks teachers are better than everyone and should get, not pay any taxes. And I guess you pay more taxes so the teachers don't pay any taxes. That's the Republican side. Did I get everyone running so far? So far. Okay. Okay. So then on the Democrat side, you've got Jennifer McCormick. Now she's interesting because on the surface you would say, well, you know, she's a, a lunatic leftist Democrat that believes the public education system is infallible and does perfect and should totally control every facet of your kid's existence. However, what's interesting... Yes, Casey? Wasn't she a Republican at one time? Well, this is what gets really interesting is because in 2016, the conservative wing of the Republican Party had a conservative, rock-solid, reliable conservative candidate at the state convention that they were running for superintendent of public education. And Eric Holcomb... With, I guess, well, it wasn't Eric Holcomb at the time. It would have been Mike Pence, wouldn't it? Who was in charge of the party? I don't even remember. It's been so long ago now. Because you got to remember, that was the same year Holcomb was dead last in the U.S. Senate primary. And then, magically, uh, Mike Pence's lieutenant governor was the most qualified person in the entire state to head up Ivy Tech. And so she quit. And then Holcomb, despite being last in a three-way Senate primary and completely out of money, was the most qualified person to be lieutenant governor, despite really not having a, a real job in his entire life. I mean, it was all, everything was running together. Anyway, the point was that at that time, there was a reliably conservative candidate for superintendent. And Kyle Hupfer and the establishment wing of the Indiana Republican Party at that convention torpedoed that woman, a deliberate act of getting involved and propped up Jennifer McCormick. McCormick was the Holcomb, Suzanne Crouch, Kyle Hupfer pick. And what what do you know, once she got in there, mm-hmm. she wasn't, not only was she not a conservative, mm-hmm. she wasn't even a Republican. Yeah, she switched parties. So when we tell you why we are the way that we are, and I'm lumping Casey in here, and that's maybe a terrible thing to do. But why, uh, let me rephrase that, why I am the way I am, because I don't want to punish you for being associated <laughs> with me, about these Republicans, because this is who they are. There is no difference. The Republicans had an opportunity to nominate a reliable, rock-solid conservative who would have won that election against Glenda Ritz. A piece of cheese would have won that election against Glenda Ritz. And yet they chose willfully and knowingly to elect a woman who had a track record of being a leftist when she was the superintendent at Yorktown Schools. They knew who she was and they picked her. This is why I'm totally out on 99.5% of the Republican Party, especially in the state, because this is who they are. Okay, so you've got Silent Suzanne, you've got Billionaire Braun, yeah. and you've got Eric Dode. Yes. Now, Who believes teachers should pay no taxes. Right. You, however, should pay more taxes, but the teacher's none. He has yet to have a nickname. Right. Uh, and on the other side, so far, we've got names like Jennifer McCormick uh-huh. being thrown around. Yep. I've also seen Tom McDermott, his name, come <laughs> up again. Now, this is the guy who lost to Todd Young in the Senate race. He's the mayor who had the podcast where mm-hmm. he was taking money for advertising from people who are doing business with the city that he runs. Uh, That's the same guy? Yes, same okay. guy. Okay. Former state rep, Christina Hale. Uh, who lost to Victoria Sparts. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also former U.S. Senator Joe Donnelly. Okay. Who lost to Mike Braun. Right. 
for so, the Senate seat and so, now is the ambassador to the Vatican. So our choices for governor right now, and obviously there may be more people get in, but the choices right now, you have all of the people on the Democrat side, mm-hmm. with I guess the exception of McCormick, but she was so bad after being nominated, they took away your right to vote on the superintendent. So I guess she didn't technically lose, even though she is a loser. She didn't technically lose. But everyone else is indeed a professional loser. Joe Donnelly, loser. Christina Hale, loser. Uh, Tom McDermott, fabulous loser of epic proportions. And it was to Todd Young, of all people. Uh, how bad is that? And then on the... So that's your Democrat mm-hmm. pool of... Uh, overachievers. Mm-hmm. And then on the Republican side, we've got the professional office buyer in Mike Braun mm-hmm. and Silent Suzanne as mm-hmm. the two viable candidates right now. Now, I would I'm most What a crop of people, Casey. I'm most interested to see if it were to be a Donnelly Braun rematch. Yeah, which, because Donnelly, he you said he was a loser. He, he did, he lost. He did, but not by a lot. I mean, it was not like a, a it wasn't a total throwdown. Why would Joe Donnelly... Here, okay, here's the real question. It was, it was close. Why would Joe Donnelly want to run for governor? Uh, why He has a cushy job as the ambassador to the Vatican. An appointed position, maybe he's getting replaced. Well, it could be, but unless it is, and Joe Donnelly seems like a very nice person who would not make any waves in anywhere that he ever is at any time. Maybe he's sick of the mopeds in, <laughs> in Rome. The high traffic going around the Vatican that, in a circle. at the complete zeros we have to choose from. I mean, seriously, like, who of any of the people we've named on the Republican or Democrat side, given mm-hmm. their actual voting record or complicit, complicity, is that a word? Did I just make up a word there? She was completely silent while Holcomb destroyed the state. How about mm-hmm. that? Based on the, either the voting record or the complete silence while the governor was just taking a giant wrecking ball to our state economy. Who do you look at amongst the Democrat or Republican side and go, I can't wait to vote for fill in the blank? Right. Well, maybe you need to look towards an independent. What? Well, they're all flipping these days. And this is the question is for you people who keep saying you've got to fix it in the primary, in the Republican primary of the three candidates that I have offered to you, Mm -hmm. who would you say, boy, Rob, you really need to get behind that person because they have an incredibly strong track record of fighting for freedom, for liberty, for limited government, and for low taxes? Out of the three, I would have to say it's going to be Mike Braun. He's got the most money to spend, and he's got- He voted for the gas tax, Casey! Yeah, but I know, but at least he wasn't silent like Suzanne Crouch was while Eric Holcomb, you know, shut down the state. That's He's got some successes he can run on. Stretching. Are your limbs hurting? Are you Gumby over there? <laughs> You're the best. Thank you, Rob. Hey, thanks, Kevin. Good job. And thank you for listening. And we're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Over and over.